Storm Bowling Products. The Bowler's Company presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Steve Klimkin and Tim Berg. Storm's Executive Director of Marketing and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast is Sean Walkner. Sean is a head coach for the men's bowling team at the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater. Sean, it's Tim Berg and Coach K. Steve Klemkin here. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me again. It's great to, to be back. Yeah, it's, it's been quite a while since we chatted in Wisconsin-Whitewater. You guys are sitting in second. Right now you're ranked uh, number two in the, in the college bowling ranking. If you go on, on bowl.com, you can check those out. But uh, checking out your tournaments, you guys have, have been – you guys have been steady Eddie through these tournaments and what do you think has been and bowling well and such what do you think has been some of the keys to your successes as you've been been back out on the lanes so as far as this season goes um it we had all fall to prepare um obviously with no collegiate competition during the fall semester um we were able to to have some more intense practices which is good because we actually lost um, five guys off of what would have been our varsity roster um, in the postseason last year if we had postseason. So we, we, we lost a lot of experience and depth um, just through, through graduation at the end of last academic year. So with a, a younger uh, group coming in, and, and really we, we relied this year a lot on um, guys that have been in the program for a couple of years but have really mostly been JV players. So it was really good to not have um, competition in the fall as we were able to develop some of this um, talent that we have in the program and um, really get, get some guys brought up to speed quickly, allowed us to work with our incoming freshmen this academic year. Um, but then, you know, as you said, we, we really hit the ground running. We, we bowled in four pretty small events getting out of the gate um, this spring, but I, I, I think those smaller events really helped to build our our confidence, build the confidence in the guys. Um, this year, we I, I named four guys into a core group that, that have been varsity each tournament thus far, so there was some continuity, there was some built-in leadership amongst those guys, and all, all four are returners. Um, three of them would have been varsity last season in, in the postseason, and then um, Drake Bazzi, who was kind of that teetering number eight, number nine guy uh, for most of last season, is is kind of in that group that that has really led our our Warhawks this spring. Um, and, and then the the Cohawk, where we finished second um, in 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 Iowa Cedar Rapids, that that event was where we we really got to see some great competition in terms of St. Ambrose, Mount Mercy. Um, you know, a couple of other schools like Hastings was, was there, Iowa Central. So it was great to, to get some bigger bigger schools to, to compete with. But again, our, our guys have learned every step of the way. And I think we're, we're heading into three weekends of, a, of deep competition. Um, so I, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm hoping that the experience we've had thus far is going to yield some good success. And so, Coach, then that leads me right into my question of how do you keep you, your guys, how do you keep their heads not from exploding? You go to these tournaments and first, 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 
second and um and and is it you know it's one of these things and not to take anything away from the teams that you guys are finishing ahead of but you also still have to keep into their heads that look guys the competition is going to keep getting more challenging and there's going to be more teams as we keep bowling these tournaments and we need to stay grounded in in our game and, and keep really working on things well, and, and one of the things that uh, that I think has kind of actually hurt us, and why, which is again kind of not a, not a knock at all to our competition, but I, I think one of the reasons we haven't won by more, um, or or even potentially won at, at the Cohawk, is until last week, my varsity team has not been able to practice together, um, because of COVID restrictions on campus. Um, I have to take my twenty three guys and split them in two groups for team practice. Um, and up until last week, I've not been able to switch those groups. Um, so I, I finally went to our, our club sport director and I said, look, Matt, if we're going to be competitive moving forward, I've, I've got to do something to figure out a way in order to, to get my varsity team together. And, and so now instead of my guys taking COVID tests on Thursday before traveling, they're now, um, and, and it was their choice. They, they were absolutely willing and fully supported to test um, on Tuesdays as well before our practice, um, which has now allowed me to to put my varsity team in the same practice group, which, again, I think that is really going to help is we've been able to do some of the communication drills and team building drills that we haven't been able to do as a collective group of eight um, heading into to the weekend. So, um, again, I, I think that's going to help the mentality a little bit. Now they've Again, they've seen the, the eight guys that are going to be on that roster, th- this time for two weeks, um, which is, again, because we were off this past weekend. So I, I think that's really going to help. And, and my guys always amp up and psych up when we, we get to see schools like, you know, Calumet, St. Ambrose, Mount Mercy, you know, these teams that we're going to see for the next three weekends. Um, next weekend, actually, is the Leatherneck Classic, which is one of always the largest and, and strongest tier twos in the nation. You know, there we're, we're going to see, you know, the likes of, of Wichita and Newman. Um, and, and again, a bunch of other schools that that's going to be the only opportunity we see them until, till postseason. So again, our, our guys get excited when, when we compete with, with bigger, better teams. So hopefully again, our, our performance will show that. And I think that's, probably pretty natural too that the, the players get they're like ooh, they want to kind of see who you know sort of the best of the best and you kind of gauge your game against them and you've got a you've got an excellent coaching staff there as well at, at Whitewater talk just a little bit about your coaches and and how that strategy is some some universities and some programs only have you know maybe strictly one coach and maybe not even one assistant coach right so we're we're blessed to have a lot of alumni that that like to give back to our program um one of our assistant coaches is, is Nick Crummel. He's been with us since he graduated. Um, you know, again, because of some tour stuff, we really haven't seen a lot of him yet this year, um, but we're, we're looking to, to head into postseason. And Nick has been what was a standout player here at Whitewater and um, has, has gone on to do some great things in the PBA. Um, he made three Boy, of the five. He, he throws, a, throws a great two, if I can just interrupt, sorry. He, he throws it just <laughs> fantastic, doesn't he? I mean, you, it's hard to throw yes, a ball better than Nick. <laughs> he's he, he's a phenomenal talent. Um, I'm you know a little miffed at that he hasn't you know had more success on tour, but you know it seems the guys coming out of college either hit it right away or 
you know, it takes two, three, four years to, to get acclimated to, to the tour. And hopefully again, with making three of the, the five cuts this week, hopefully he's finally getting settled in and acclimated. But um, Nick's contributed so much. Um, and, and I always tell me, and he gets mad at me, but I tell him he's probably contributed more as, a, as an assistant coach than he, he did as a player. Um, so again, we've got Nick on staff. We've got J.R. Maher, um, who's who's really helped out a lot this season. Um, David Eggert, who graduated last year, he was one of the the five that we lost. Um, he was on our club championship team from 2019, and both of our third place finishes at the ITCs in 2017 and 18. Josh Pate's helping out too as much as he can. Um, he he graduated last year as well. Um, so again, it's always nice to have the alum come back and, and give back to the program. And Sean, as uh, as we've talked to coaches, they've all handled this pandemic a little bit different. I'm curious because you guys, Whitewater, there, your college, you guys are, you know, you're in Wisconsin, but you're you're close to that Illinois border. Have there been any challenges that you guys have had to face? And then even if some of the some of the, the guys head home or anything where there's quarantine rules or anything that you've had to kind of work through as far as challenges go like that and uh, and how you've been able to, you know, still maintain things even though you're, you know, some things are, are, are out of your control and, and sometimes even out of the team's control. Right. So as far as the fall semester went, you know, things were going really, really well and then Halloween came around which happened to be on a Saturday, and we're not competing, so we're not traveling. Um, they had a little get-together, and there were some off-campus guests that came, and unfortunately, we, it, it caused a little spread of COVID amongst both our men's and women's team. Um, so, I, ironically, we didn't practice at all in November um, because of the quarantine and what the team had to do, and then that led directly right into to Thanksgiving, which we went fully remote at Thanksgiving to finish the semester. And, and that had always been the plan for the university anyway. Um, so thankfully we didn't compete in the fall because again, we would have missed a couple of big events um, had, had we been competing. But this spring, you know, knock on wood, in my guys' test um, every week by, by university policy. Um, and then now, now we're actually doing it twice a week for club sports in order to to move our, our practice groups around and and we've had zero cases thus far. Um, our university, the, the only real changes that we've had to make are, are number one, the practice groups that, that I've already talked about, you know, going in, in groups of two groups of 12 instead of all being in at once. And, and the other change was certainly a, a financial hit, but only staying two, two student athletes to a room. So, you know, again, that, that's kind of changed a little bit in terms of how we travel. But, you know, we, we travel with, you know, with, with hand sanitizer and wipes, things that we've never thought we would, would travel with in a normal um, season. But, you know, we walk in every hotel room and wipe everything down. We walk in the bowling center. Every game we're wiping down the ball return, the scoring unit, you know, just to make sure we're staying safe. And, and the other cool change that, that kind of came through this, and I – as a coach and somebody who's, I like to say, technologically challenged, I, I fought this as long as I could. But I think one of the positives that has come from all the, all the COVID restrictions, um, with spectators not allowed in bowling centers, I, I've had to figure out how to do Facebook Live and, and stream 
twice, once with my varsity, once with JV. So, so parents can, can watch and, and follow along their, their son and, you know, their son's friends or again, teammates, whatever might be competing. And the other thing I, I started doing with our last tournament, um, my parents, again, we, we've always had a very strong following and I had a couple of parents kind of say, man, it really stinks not being able to be there. You know, we can't connect with the other parents. So what I started, I'm just doing parent Zoom meetings um, during our, our tournament. So we, again, mm-hmm. our last tournament, which uh, was the Cohawk, we, we had maybe a dozen different parents jump on the Zoom chat um, throughout the day while the team was competing. So, you know, on one screen, they, they were watching the bullying, and then on another screen or on their phone, they were participating in the Zoom with parents. So they got a kick out of that, and that's something I'm going to continue doing moving forward. Because, again, our, our parents are just as much a part of our culture and our program as the student-athletes and coaches are. Well, I think the, uh, you know, you were, you were talking a little bit there earlier, too, about the, the differences in, in, in the way these rules have affected us. I think there was one, I, and I, I love the, the added effect as far as having the live stream and getting to see some of this stuff. Uh, when you are, you know, the individual teams that have been streaming some of this stuff during COVID has has been pretty cool and insightful, and I'm glad to hear that you're that you're doing that. But one of the things, and that kind of got me thinking, like one of the announcements that they had as far as when you're limiting the spectators and changing the rules, um, it reminded me of the Open Championships announcements that they just had, and I was wondering right. if you had an opinion on that and, and how that would change either the strategy or scoring pace. I'm sure. Uh, you know, when you're looking at having one team on a pair of lanes instead of two, um, there's a you're having half the number of games, and how potentially might that change uh, your strategies for lineup? If that was a collegiate competition, you're only bowling yourself on one pair of lanes, and you don't have to deal with uh, the different styles and equipment and, and different uh, transitions and stuff like that. Right. Our our first tournament this season did did only one team per pair, but everything else has been two teams on a pair. You know, I'm I'm. I saw the changes for the Open Championships. I'm going out in May, um, the week before Memorial Day. Um, I'm, again, I'm not necessarily upset about it. It's safety first always. Um, I, I, I hope they adapt the pattern to being one team on a pair, you know, and, and maybe lighten mm-hmm. the, the volume a little bit. Because, again, when, when you get 10 guys in our group together, it does a really good job at breaking the pair down, just like, our, like my Whitewater team does. But, but, again, when there is truly only one team on a pair, you know, again, there's some things that have to be a little bit different, and and hopefully that's taken into consideration. But, again, in college, most of our events, so far all except one, and I know at least our next two weekends are going to be two teams on a pair. So, thankfully, we haven't had had to really deal with that too much at the college level. Now, who knows what will happen in postseason um, if, if USBC will – We'll kind of follow those same rules um, for for sectionals and nationals. Um, that's we're we're still waiting to hear even where nationals is for collegiate. Um, but but again, hopefully they're doing what they can to ensure the health and safety of the student athletes, coaches, staff um, of the bowling center and the event. So. Well, I don't know, Coach. We had uh, we were talking a few weeks ago regarding folks that were. At uh, at a at the big uh, at the Hoosier, and they said no. It was the same oil. It was the same volume, same everything. So it's it's the U.S. the Open Championship is going to be one thing, and then for the collegiate tournaments, it's going to be the same thing. Because me and Steve were talking, and we kind of thought the same that they were going to have to. But 
I don't know. I, I wonder that's gonna be that's gonna be the mystery of everyone heading out to the open championships and then there's no spectators as well. So no one will be able to right. get uh, to get an eye on what is going on out there, and the videos will be very short, like they have been. So, so I guess um, my final qu- my final question for you guys, though, is, is when it comes to uh, the team, how how are you how are you going to gauge success this year with the COVID, with everything you've talked about, with not you know not bowling the first semester, having a full month off of not bowling, how, what will be a successful t- season for the University of Whitewater? So, so first of all, I, I think we're already successful in the fact that we've been able to compete. Um, not, not every collegiate program has, has had that opportunity. I'll tell you, we're the only UW school um, in our system that's actually able to compete, um, which that's another six or seven um, programs that, that aren't competing this season. So, you know, we're, we're excited and blessed to at least have the opportunity to compete. And, and so now that we are competing and we're beyond the bat measure of success, our, our, our goals haven't changed. Our, our goals are to advance to the ITCs um, through the, the sectional competition. And it, the, the goal is to win it. And, and for me personally, this year holds a little bit different meaning to win because um, I actually won my collegiate title at the ITCs 20 years ago. Um, so <laughs> it, it would be special for me individually, you know, right, just just myself. While for the team, it's going to be amazing to win that first championship as a, as a program. Um, for me, it would be extra special to do that in 2021, given that I won with, with my Western Illinois team back in 2001. So, but our, again, our goals haven't changed. We, we want to get to and win ITCs. And so just the final question I have for you, you know, what was it like for you as a player to have won the uh, intercollegiate team championships? Uh, what kind of feelings did that evoke? And then is that one of your uh, types of things that you share with prospective collegiate bowlers who are like, well, maybe I'll think about collegiate bowling. Should I, shouldn't I, or is it a distract distraction from the, the classroom or, what, what did it, what did, what did that mean to you, Sean? It, again, for me, winning my senior year was just the culmination of, of everything that it, we'd gone through as a program the four years previous, you know, all the, what I call the blood, sweat and tears that, that competitive student athletes put in to, to preparing for, for national championships each year. Um, it, it's the most special thing that has happened to me in bowling and, and again, I, I've had success in, in other areas, you know, in, in, in involvements and awards and recognitions. But it, if there's only one that I could say that, that I'm most proud of, is, is it's winning that, that collegiate national championship. Never again, you know, have I lived with the guys I compete with 24-7 every day, you know, eat with them, hang out with them, live with them. That, that doesn't happen really at any other level in our sport. That is, again, kind of the one thing that we always talk about with, with potential recruits is, is you are building those, those lifelong friendships um, when, you're, when you're bowling collegiately. You know, my group is, we, we still do reunions 20 years later um, mm-hmm. for the guys that, that were at Western in those late 90s, early 2000s um, that were there. It, it really touching any of the three national titles that we won 
you know. So, again, having those opportunities is, is always great to go back. And we always watch the, the DVDs that we've made of, of again, the, the shows. Or, again, in 2001, it wasn't even on national TV. Um, we The only film we have is what we video recorded um, with an old-school camcorder. <laughs> Um, hey, I, I so, think I still have my VHS tapes, Coach. So that's all right. <laughs> I, I, that, that's what I have. That 2001 is only on VHS. And we, we yeah. my wife and I moved in in September, and she wanted to throw the VCR away, and I told her she couldn't, as that's the only way I can watch <laughs> that that tape. So, um, but you know, again, with with the guys now, you know, I this is my 11th season at Whitewater, so you know, I'm at the point where where the wedding invites are, are coming. So, you know, I always make sure that any of our, our whitewater weddings and, and a lot of our guys have married girls that graduated ladies from whitewater. So we always take a big group photo of anybody who's been involved with whitewater bowling. And, and these pictures are, are huge. You know, it looks like a football team, you know, out there. So these are the memories that I try to instill in the guys and, and say that, you know, it, while college bowling is only four years of your life, um, the, the memories will last absolutely forever. And, and again, the, the more successful program you jump into or that you can get to that level, the more memories you're going to have, the more excitement that's going to be there. Um, and, and again, the more fun you're going to have. Well, Coach Sean Walkner from the head coach at the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater, I want to thank you for joining us today. It's been uh, been great to catch up with you, and uh, and all the best of luck to you guys as you continue your collegiate season here, and we will be catching up with you again down the road. Looking forward to it. Thank you both as well. Um, have a great, great rest of your week.